We focus on Nimbus 3 in the neutral zone. We pan across a desert. A bald man in tattered clothing is drilling into the sand. Out of a dust storm, a horseman approaches. The man sees the horseman and grabs his gun. The horseman dismounts and addresses the man. I thought weapons were forbidden on this planet. Besides, I can't believe you'd kill me for a field of empty holes. It's all I have. The stranger gets close to the man and he falls to the ground, sobbing. Your pain runs deep. What do you know of my pain? Let us explore it together. Each man hides a secret pain. It must be exposed and reckoned with. It must be dragged from the darkness and forced into the light. Share your pain. Share your pain with me and gain strength from the sharing. The bald man cries into the stranger's robes. Where did you get this power? Power was within you. It's as if a weight has been lifted from my heart. How can I repay you for this miracle? My quest. What is it you seek? What you seek. What all men have sought since time began, the ultimate knowledge. To find it, we'll need a starship. A starship? There are no starships on Nimbus 3. Perhaps I have a way to bring one here. But how? Have faith, my friend. There are more of us than you know. The stranger removes his hood and shows off his pointed ears. You're a Vulcan! Yosemite National Park, Planet Earth, Stardate 8454.1. Kirk is free climbing El Capitan. We focus on a Yosemite campsite.
Bones is dressed in a Canadian tuxedo with a bandana <laughs> tied around his neck. He's watching Kirk ascend to the mountain through fancy binoculars. Oh, pickle juice! You'll have a great time, Bones! You'll enjoy your shore leave! You'll be able to relax! You call this relaxing? I'm a nervous wreck! If I'm not careful, I'll end up talking to myself! We focus on El Capitan. Spock, who is wearing levitation boots, appears alongside Kirk. Spock! Greetings, Captain. Spock, what are you doing? Let's neck of the woods. I have been monitoring your progress. I I'm flattered. 1,200 points of interest in Yosemite, you pick me? I regret to inform you that the record for free climbing El Capitan is in no danger of being broken. I'm not trying to break any records. I'm doing this because I enjoy it. Not to mention the most important reason for climbing a mountain. And that is? Because it's there. Captain, I do not think you realize the gravity of your situation. Kirk reaches for a handhold and slips a little. He looks down and sees how far he is from the ground. Oh. Oh. On the contrary, gravity is foremost on my mind. Look, I'm trying to make an ascent here. Why don't you go pester Dr. McCoy for a while? I believe that Dr. McCoy is not in the best of moods. We focus on a Yosemite campsite. Oh, pickle juice! Goddamn irresponsible! Play games with life! We focus on El Capitan. Concentration is vital. You must be one with the rock. Spock, I appreciate your concern, but if you don't stop distracting me, I'm liable to be one with the- Kirk slips and plunges towards Earth. Spock, using his levitation boots, flips around and heads after him, catching him inches from the ground. <laughs> Spock chastises Kirk while he is still holding him, dangling inches from the ground. Perhaps because it's there is not a sufficient reason for climbing a mountain. I'm hardly in a position to disagree. McCoy comes running up. Hi, Bones. Mind we drop in for dinner? Goddamn irresponsible! We focus on Paradise City, Nimbus 3. A hooded rider approaches the city. We focus on the Paradise City Saloon. A three-breasted cat creature is dancing on the bar. The stranger in the hooded cloak enters. The saloon is full of unsavory-looking individuals. A group plays water pool in the corner. A fight breaks out, but this doesn't phase the stranger, who heads to a back room. A TV that no one is paying attention to plays an ad in the background. Your dream can become a reality! 
the Paradise Inn. We at the Paradise Inn attempt to create the closest thing to Paradise in Paradise. City, that is. <laughs> the stranger enters the back room. Seated at the table in the room is a human man and a Klingon man. The stranger removes her hood. Gentlemen, I'm Caitlin Dar. Ah, yes, our new Romulan representative. Welcome to Paradise City, my dear, capital of the so-called Planet of Galactic Peace. I'm St. John Talbot, the Federation representative here on Nimbus 3, and my charming companion here is the Klingon Consul, Horn. I expect that's Klingon for hello? Won't you come in, my dear? We focus on the desert outside Paradise City. The horseman and his followers approach the city. We focus on the Paradise City saloon back room. Talbot, Cord, and Catelyn are seated around the table. Twenty years ago, our three governments agreed to develop this planet together. A new age was born. Our new age died a quick death, and the settlers we conned into coming here, they were the dregs of the galaxy. They immediately took to fighting amongst themselves. We forbade them weapons, but they soon began to fashion their own. Well, then it appears I've arrived just in time. Klaxon sounds and the three of them rush into the city as the horsemen and his followers storm the city. We focus on the Paradise City saloon back room. Talbot, Cord, and Catelyn rush back into the saloon. Catelyn and Talbot rush to a table and push a few buttons. Cord heads to the bar and pours himself a drink. A monitor rises from the table. Talbot and Catelyn are at. The horseman and his followers are close behind and enter the saloon. Get away from that transmitter! Several men grab Cord, who doesn't put up much of a fight. What kind of Klingon is this? Evelyn, Terran, Klingon, consider yourselves my prisoners. Prisoners? We're already prisoners here on this worthless lump of rock. What possible value could we be to you? Nimbus 3 may be a worthless lump of rock, but it does have one unique treasure. It's the only place in the entire galaxy that has the three of you. I don't know who you are or what you want, but I can tell you this. Our governments will stop at nothing to ensure our safety. It's exactly what I'm counting on. We focus on a space dock.
USS Enterprise, Shakedown Crew's report. I think the new ship was put together by monkeys. Oh, she's got a fine engine, but half the doors won't open. And guess whose job is to make it right? We focus on the Enterprise A bridge. Scotty is on his back under a console. Uhura enters. Bogus frat! Let's see what she got, says the captain. And then we find out, didn't we? I know you'll whip her into shape, Scotty. You always do. Yohura, I thought you were on leave. And I thought we were supposed to be going together. Oh, I can't leave her when she needs me the most. I had a feeling you'd say something like that. So, I brought us dinner. Oh, lassie. You're the most understanding woman I know. Red, red, red. Alert. Red alert. Red alert. Ah! I just fixed the damn thing. Turn it off, will ya? Red alert. Red alert. This is a red alert. Enterprise, acknowledge. This is Enterprise. Identify yourself. Enterprise, this is Starfleet. We have a Priority 7 situation in the neutral zone. Stand by, Starfleet. Scotty, this is for real. They can't be serious. The ship's in pieces, and we got less than a skeleton crew aboard. Starfleet, are you aware of our current status? Current status understood. Stand by to copy operational orders and recall key personnel. We focus on Earth. A forest somewhere. Chekhov and Sulu are hiking. Admit it. We're lost. Alright. We're lost. But we're making good time. Commander Sulu, come in please. I don't believe this. Commander Sulu here. Bad news, gentlemen. Shore leave has been cancelled. Rescued at last. Return to the prearranged coordinates for pickup. You can't tell them we're lost. We never live it down. Is there a problem, gentlemen? Uh, yes. Uh, we've been caught in a blizzard. Shh, shh. And we can't see a thing. Shh, shh. Request you direct us to the coordinates. Shh, shh. My visual says sunny skies in 70 degrees. Shh, shh. Zulu! Look! The sun's come out! It's a miracle! Don't worry, fellas. Your secret's safe with me. I'll send the shuttlecraft to pick you up. <laughs> I owe you one. We focus on a Yosemite campsite. McCoy uses a triangle to loudly call Kirk and Spock to dinner, despite the fact that they are sitting right beside him. Oh, come and get it! Come and get it with me! Bones, 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 knock it off. We're right here. And we're starving. Buy puddle seeds, Doctor? Beans, Spock! But no ordinary beans! These are from an old southern recipe handed down to me by my father. And if you stick your vocal nose up at these, you're not only insulting me, but generations of McCoys! In that case, I have little choice but to sample your beans. Hmm. Surprisingly good. 
It does have a flavoring I am not familiar with. Ah! That's the secret ingredient! <laughs> Got any more of that secret ingredient, Bones? McCoy pulls out a Mickey from his back pocket and hands it to Kirk. Be my guest, Captain! Thank you. Am I to understand that your secret ingredient is alcohol? Whiskey! Tennessee whiskey, Spock! Care for a little snort? Bourbon and beans. An explosive combination. Do you think Spock can handle it? Oh, are you kidding? With that Vulcan metabolism, he could eat a bowl of termites and it wouldn't bother him. <laughs> <laughs> As you were so fond of pointing out, Doctor, I am half-human. Well, it certainly doesn't show. Ah, thank you. <laughs> How do you like it? This guy never changes. I insult him, and he takes it as a compliment. You know, you two could drive a man to drink. <laughs> Me? What did I do? What did you do? Oh, pickle juice. You really pissed me off, Jim. Human life is far too precious to risk on crazy stunts. Maybe it didn't cross that macho mind of yours that you should have been killed when you fell off that mountain. It crossed my mind. And? And even as I fell, I knew I wouldn't die. I thought he was the only one who's immortal. It isn't that, Bones. I knew I wouldn't die because the two of you were with me. I do not understand. I have always known I'll die alone. Well, I'll call Valhalla and reserve a room for you. It's a mystery what draws us together. All that time in space? Getting on each other's nerves? And what do we do when we just get short leave coming along? We spend it together! Other people have families. Other people bones. Not us. Spock pulls out some sort of device. A fluffy white object is emerging from the end of it. What are you doing? I am preparing to toast a marshmallow. Spock pulls a very long marshmallow out of his device. Well, I'll be damned! A marshmallow! Where did you learn to do that? Doctor, before leaving the ship, I consulted the computer library to familiarize myself with the customs associated with camping out. Tell me, Spock, what do we after we toast the marshmallows? We consume them. I know we consume them. I mean after that. I believe we are required to engage in a ritual known as a sing-along. <laughs> I haven't sung around a campfire since I was a boy in Iowa. Wait a minute. Bones, what are we going to sing? Oh, biscuits and gravy. How about Camp Town Races? Pack your troubles? Are we leaving, Captain? It's a song title, Spock! Ah. Uh, moon over Rigel 7. Row, row, row your boat! Row, row, row your boat. I love row, row, row your boat. Do you row, row, row your boat, Spock? That song did not come up in my research, Captain. 
<laughs> the lyrics are very simple. It's row, row, row your boat gently down the stream. Merrily, 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 life is but a dream. The, the doctor and I will start it off, and then we give you the signal. You jump in. Doctor, if you please. McCoy takes a big swig of the bourbon. Oh, Peaches, didn't say I didn't warn you. Ah, uh, okay. Row, row, row your boat gently down the stream. Merrily, 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 merrily. Gently down the stream. Merrily, 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 merrily. Come on, Spock. Why didn't you jump in? I was trying to comprehend the meaning of the words. Oh, Peaches, it's a song, you green-blooded Vulcan. You sing it. The words aren't important. What's important is that you have a good time singing it. Oh, I'm sorry, Doctor. Were we having a good time? God, I liked him better before he died. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. Let's call it a night. He just keeps after it. Let's let's go to bed and just let's get some sleep. The three are still around the campfire, but are now laying down in sleeping bags. Captain? Spock, we're on leave. Call me Jim. Jim? Yes, Spock. Life is not a dream. Go to sleep, Spock. Yes, Captain. Good night, Bones. Good night, Jim. Good night, Spock. Good night, Doctor. Good night, Spock. Good night, Jim. We focus on space. An old satellite can be seen drifting around. A Klingon bird of prey decloaks. We focus on the Bird of Prey bridge. A badass punk rock Klingon enters. He's got wild hair and is wearing the usual armored vest, but has no shirt under it, creating a deep V reminiscent of Khan. Captain Claw, we have the target in sight. A probe of ancient origin. Difficult to hit? Most difficult. Good. All weapons at my control. Scope! The bird of prey fires at the satellite. The satellite is sent spinning by the first shot and is destroyed by the second. Uh, shooting space garbage is no test of a warrior's medal. I need a target that fights back. Captain, new data. Hostages on Nimbus 3. One of the hostages is a Klingon. And the others? 
a Terran, and a Romulan. That means the Federation will be sending a rescue ship of its own. Plot course for Nimbus 3. I've always wanted to engage a Federation ship. We focus on the Yosemite campsite. The noise and downdraft from a hovering shuttlecraft wake the campers. McCoy is his usual charming self. Get that damn light out of my face! The shuttlecraft lands and Uhura emerges. Mr. Scott apologizes for having to send the shuttlecraft. The transporter beam is non-operational. Captain, we've received important orders from Starfleet Command. Why didn't you beat my communicator? You forgot to take it with you. Oh, I wonder why I did that. Well, gentlemen, it appears shore leave has been canceled. Pack out your trash. We focus on the Galileo. The men eye the new enterprise as they make their approach. Thankfully, this isn't four minutes and 44 seconds of flyby ship porn this time. Uh, all I ask is a tall ship and a star to steer her by. Melville! John Maysfield. Are you sure about that? I am well versed in the classics, Doctor. Then how come you didn't know row, row, row your boat? We focus <laughs> on the Enterprise shuttle bay. Scotty is watching their approach from a monitor. Ready for landing maneuver. Enterprise, you have control. You're doing just fine. All I could say is they don't make them like they used to. You told me you could have this ship operational in two weeks. I gave you three. What happened? I think you gave me too much time, Captain. Very well, Mr. Scott. Carry on. Right, sir. Right, sir. How many times do I need to tell you? The right tool for the right job. I don't think I've ever seen him happier. We focus on the Enterprise turbo lift. Level. Bridge, I hope. I can 
use a shower. Yes, you could. We focus on the Enterprise Bridge. The turbo lift doors failed to open properly. Doesn't anything work on this ship? Starfleet's got some nerve sending us out in this condition with this handful of people. Captain on the bridge. Captain Starfleet transmission online. Can we have a little quiet, please? Captain, maybe you want to put it on the view screen. Oh, my bad. Put it on the view screen, will you please? Can we have a little quiet, please? Can you clear that up? Can we have a little quiet? Bob! Jim? Well, we're dressed informally, aren't we? You caught me on my way to the shower. I apologize for canceling shore leave, but look, we have a dangerous situation out on Nimbus 3. On the planet of galactic peace? The same. From what we can make out, a terrorist force has captured the only settlement, and they've taken hostages. The Klingon, the Romulan, and the Federation consuls. Now, I know the Enterprise is not exactly up to specs. With all due respect, the Enterprise is a disaster? We're a Federation, an entire fleet of starships. There must be other ships in the Quadrant. Other ships? Yes, but no experienced commanders. Captain, I need Jim Kirk. Your orders are to proceed to Nimbus 3, assess the situation, and avoid confrontation if possible. Above all, however, get all those hostages back safely. Have the Klingons responded? No, but you can bet they will. Understood. Kirk out. Plot a course to Nimbus 3. Mr. Sulu. Aye, sir. Course plotted. I'm afraid the ship's problems will have to be solved en route. Since we're undermanned, I'm counting on each and every one of you to give his best. End of speech. Let's go to work. Jim, if you ask me, and you have it, I think this is a terrible idea. We're bound to bump into the Klingons, and they don't exactly like you. The feeling's mutual. Engine room. Scotty here. We'll need all the power you can muster, mister. Don't you worry, Captain. We'll beat those Klingon devils, even if I have to get out and push. I hope it won't come to that, Mr. Scott. All possible speed, Mr. Sulu. Aye, sir. Kirk sits down in the captain's chair, fiddles with it a bit, and makes a face. What's the matter, Jim? I miss my old chair. We focus on the Bird of Prey bridge. Oh, oh, the Starship Enterprise has been dispatched to Nimbus 3. 
Enterprise! That's Kirk's ship! If I could defeat Kirk, you would be the greatest warrior in the galaxy. Maximum speed! Kapla! We focus on the Enterprise Bridge. Kirk is attempting to use a new electronic logbook. Captain's log. Star date 8450. Cap, cap, Captain's log. Star date 84. The logbook powers itself down. Kirk gives up, closes it, and then it responds. Good morning, Captain. That's for. Forget it. Kirk hands the logbook to the Yaoman. Captain, we are receiving the hostage information you requested. Put it on screen. This is an authorized transmission from Starfleet Galactic Memory Bank. General Cord? The same. He is apparently followed out of favor with the Klingon High Command. General Cord's military strategies have required learning when I was a cadet at the Academy. When they put me up to pasture, I hope I fare better than Cord. Ah! This must be the hostage team! A short time ago, we willingly surrendered ourselves to the forces of the Galactic Army of Light. At this moment, we are in their protective custody. Their leader assures us that we will be treated humanely as long as we cooperate with his demands. I believe in his sincerity. He requests that you send a Federation starship to parlay for our release at once. Be assured we are in good health and would appreciate your immediate response. I deeply regret this desperate act, but these are desperate times. I have no desire to harm these innocents. But do not put me to the test. I implore you to respond immediately. Spock puts a close-up of the stranger's face on his view screen. What is it? You look like you've just seen a ghost. Perhaps I have, Captain. Perhaps I have. We focus on the Enterprise forward observation room. Spock is standing there in the dark. Kirk and McCoy enter. Spock! What is it? Do you know this Vulcan? I cannot be certain, Captain. But he does seem familiar. He reminds me of someone I knew in my youth. Why, Spock? I didn't know you had one! I do not often think of the past. Who is it he reminds you of? There was a young student, exceptionally gifted, possessing great intelligence. It was assumed that one day he would take his place amongst the great scholars of Vulcan, but he was a re revolutionary. What do you mean? 
The knowledge experience he sought were forbidden by Vulcan belief. Forbidden? Yes. He rejected his logical upbringing and embraced the animal passions of our ancestors. Why? He believed that key to self-knowledge was emotion, not logic. Imagine that! A passionate Vulcan! When he encouraged others to follow him, he was banished from Vulcan, never to return. Fascinating. Captain to the bridge. On my way. Spock. Coming, Captain. We focus on the Enterprise Bridge. Approaching the mystery. Hailing frequencies open. Standard orbit, Mr. Sulu. Captain, we're receiving a transmission from Pera City. They are demanding to know our intentions. Respond with static. Let them think we're having difficulty. I wouldn't be far from the truth. Paradise City, can you boost your power? We are barely receiving transmission. Transporter room. Status. Scotty here. Captain. Transport is still inoperable. Even if we could lock on to the hostages, we could not beam them up. We'll have to get them out the old-fashioned way. Klingon Vessen now entering the quadrant. Bird of prey? Estimating 1.9 hours until her weapons come to bear. Damn. Let's go. We focus on the Galileo. The away team is gearing up while Spock, McCoy, and Kirk huddle around a monitor. Their scanning equipment is primitive but effective. I recommend we land at coordinates 8563. That puts us pretty far away from Paradise City. To land any closer would be to risk detection. Mr. Sulu, execute. Aye, sir. We focus on the Paradise City Saloon back room. Paradise City! This is the Starship Enterprise. Generation Starship. This is Captain Pavel Chekhov. You are in violation of Neutral Zone Treaty. I advise you to release your hostages at once, or suffer the consequences. The threats amuse me, Captain Chekhov. What consequences did you have in mind? The Galileo lands and the away team disembarks. Focus on the Paradise City Saloon back room. Even as we speak, 
A Klingon warship is on its way. We estimate arrival within the hour. Imagine the Klingons will be quite angry. You are a master of understatement. They're likely to destroy the planet. And it's fortunate I have you and your starship to protect me. In the meantime, Captain Chekhov, I instruct you and your first officer to beam down to my coordinates. We will be happy to beam down, but first, we must have certain assurances. We focus on Nimbus 3, Desert. Spock and Kirk check out the city through binoculars. At foot speed, I estimate the journey to Paradise City to be 1.2 hours. The grass is green and the girls are pretty, but we don't have 1.2 hours, Spock. Kirk spots a line of tethered horses. Wait a minute. Perfect. He sees the men milling about around the horses. But we'll have to get their attention. A man getting a drink of water hears a song. He looks up to see Uhura on a hilltop with two moons behind her. She is singing while performing an exotic dance with giant feathers. Is she naked? As the men get closer, two officers pop up from behind the hilltop and pull phasers on them. Hello, boys. I've always wanted to play to a captive audience. Oh, damn. Kirk and the rest of the away team fender across the desert on the horses they stole. They've covered their uniforms in the robes of the men that were guarding the horses. Spock? Yes, Captain. Be one with the horses. Yes, Captain. We focus on Paradise City Gate. The away team approaches. Open the gate! It's our lookout party! Federation soldiers are right behind us. Close the gate! We focus on Paradise City streets. Several officers jump off their horses and run into the streets. Where are they going? Spock? Hold your horse, Captain. I am scanning. Uh, 
The hostages are being held in that structure. Galileo, there's a strike team. Start your run. The guards on the wall are starting to get suspicious. They point a spotlight at the crew and ready weapons. Phasers on stun. Get rid of the mounts. Sulu, take out that light. A guard fires on Sulu, who rolls off his horse and fires back, taking out the light as commanded. We focus on the Paradise City saloon back room. Going on. I instruct you to surrender at once. You are under attack by Superior Federation forces. Do you realize what you've done? It wasn't bloodshed I wanted. Wait! Come back! We focus on the Paradise City streets. Outside in the streets, a battle ensues. Spock fells a horse with a nerve pinch. Kirk calls Uhura, who is now clothed and back in the shuttlecraft. Uhura! Come on down! Roger! Coming in! We focus on the Paradise City Saloon. Kirk enters the darkened saloon and the three-breasted Catwoman leaps on him. He dumps her in an aquarium. The TV advertisements are still being played in the background. Recreational opportunities are limitless. The vicinity is famous for its plentiful local wildlife. And the fishing? Terrific! Easy financing through Federation Federal can put you in your own home. We focus on Paradise City Saloon back room. Kirk and Spock come rushing in and spot the hostages. <laughs> Thank God. Catelyn pulls a phaser on them. Please cooperate. Would you mind handing over your weapons? We focus on Paradise City streets. Cybok addresses his followers. Done, my friends. Kirk and the rest of the away team are led through the cheering crowd. 
Spock walks up to Cybok and examines him closely. I'll say two. Spock! Cybok is happy to see him and attempts to embrace him. Spock backs up a couple of steps. Spock! It's me! It's Cybok! After all these years, you finally caught up with me. Don't you have anything to say to me? You are under arrest for 17 violations of the Neutrozone Treaty. Spock, you've developed a sense of humor after all. It was not my intention to amuse you. These are serious charges. However, if you surrender now... I'm sorry, Spock. I can't surrender now. I'm not through violating neutral zone treaty. (laughs) In fact, I'm just getting started. And for my next violation, I intend to steal something. Something very big. (laughs) I must have your starship. You staged all this to get your hands on my ship? Who are you? James T. Kirk. Captain of the Enterprise. I thought Captain Chekhov. Ah, I see. Very clever, Captain. Spock, it would appear you've been given a second chance to join me. What do you say? I am a Starfleet officer. Of course. Then I'll take the ship without your help. focus on the Enterprise Bridge. Shuttle en route. Position. Bird of play. Closing. We focus on the Bird of Prey Bridge. Estimating attack range in 8,000 kilocams. Stealth approach. Slow to one quarter impulse power. Prepare to cloak. Engage cloaking device. We focus on the Enterprise Bridge. Mr. Chekhov, I lost the bird of prey. She must be cloaked. Blaze seals. The shuttle. Do it! Go to Red Alert! We focus on the Galileo as it makes its approach to the Enterprise. Once we've taken control of your vessel, we'll bring up the rest of our followers. The Klingons are out there. We'll be lucky to get back to the ship ourselves. Galileo, this is Enterprise. Red alert. Burden player approaching. Cloaked. Lazy shields. Recommend Galileo find safe harbor until situation secure. Acknowledge. No reply. Remain on course. Cybok, listen to me. 
In order for this craft to enter the landing bay, Enterprise must lower the shields and activate the tractor beam to bring us inside and then re-raise the shields will take exactly 15.5 seconds. An eternity during which we'll be vulnerable to a Klingon attack. Cord, you tell him. He speaks the truth. If my people are cloaked, then turn to strike. We cannot turn back. You must Let allow us to act. The... Let me do something. Very well. Do what you must, but no more. We focus on the Bird of Prey bridge. Enterprise, this is Kirk. Kirk! He's on the shuttlecraft. Alter attack course! We focus on the Galileo. Understand your situation. Are unable to return to planet. Stand by to execute. Emergency landing, plan B. Refocus on the Enterprise Bridge. Emergency landing, plan B. What's emergency landing, plan B? I do not have a clue. B as in barricade? He can't be serious! We focus on the Galileo. What are you doing? In order to lower and raise the shields as quickly as possible, we're going to forego the tractor beam and fly her in manually. Oh, pickle juice! Manually? How often have you done this? Actually, it's my first attempt. He's good. Really. Scotty! On my mark, open bay doors. We focus on the Bird of Prey bridge. They have locked weapons onto the Galileo. Stand by to decloak for firing. We focus on the Galileo. Kirk to Scotty. Lower shields. We focus on the Enterprise Bridge. Lowering shields! We focus on the Galileo. The Bird of Prey decloaks alongside it. Bird of Prey bearing 105 Mark II. Go, Sulu! The Galileo skids into the shuttle bay and is stopped by an arrestornet. We focus on the Enterprise Bridge. They're in! We focus on the Bird of Prey Bridge. Bear on, Enterprise! Enterprise targeted. We focus on the Enterprise. 
Warp speed. Now. We focus on the Bird of Prey bridge. Firing! The Enterprise goes to warp and the shot misses. Tracker course! He's good. We focus on the Galileo. Everyone has been tossed around and has passed out. As they come to, Kirk attempts to grab a weapon, but Cybok beats him to it. Let's change course. At once. I'll take you to the bridge. We focus on the Enterprise shuttle bay. Kirk and Cybok fight. The weapon spins clear to Spock's feet. Spock! Pick it up! Spock picks it up and points it at Cybok. Cybok, you must surrender. No. You must kill me. Shoot him! Spock hesitates and Cybok takes the gun from him. For a moment, I thought he might actually do it. McCoy is brought out of the shuttlecraft under restraint. Put him in the brig with Captain Kirk. Spock, will you accompany me to the bridge? No, I will not. You know I'm right. Then you must join them. Spock walks over to Kirk and McCoy of his own free will. Uhura and Sulu are escorted out of the shuttlecraft by cord. These two will be useful. Give us a moment alone. Don't be afraid. We focus on the Enterprise Brig. Damn it, Spock. God damn it. Captain, what I have done. What you have done is betray every man on this ship. Worse. I have betrayed you. I do not expect you to forgive me. Forgive? For, forgive you? I had to knock you on your goddamn ass! If you think that will help. Oh, Peaches! You want me to hold her, Jim? You stay out of this. Why, Spock? Why, all you had to do was pull the trigger. If I had pulled the trigger, Cybok would be dead. I ordered you to defend your ship. You ordered me to kill my brother. The man may be a fellow Vulcan, but that doesn't- No, 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 you don't understand. Cybok also is a son of Sarek. He's your brother brother. You, you made that up. I did not. 
You did too. Cyborg couldn't possibly be your brother because I happen to know for a fact that you don't have a brother. Technically, you are correct. I do not have a brother. There. You see? See? I have a half-brother. I have to sit down. Now let me just get this straight. You and Cyborg have the same father, but different mothers? Exactly. That is correct. Cyborg's mother was a Vulcan princess. Upon her death, Cyborg and I were raised as brothers. Why didn't you tell us this before? I was not disposed to discuss matters of personal nature. For that, I'm sorry. He's sorry. <laughs> that makes everything alright. He's sorry. Oh, stop it, Jim! Spock could no more kill his own brother than he could kill you! If you want to punish him for what he's done, why don't you throw him in the brig? Besides, we got bigger problems to deal with. Like how the hell do we get out of here? I'll say one thing, Spock. You never cease to amaze me. Nor I myself. We focus on the Enterprise Bridge. Uhura and Sulu enter. I was beginning to worry. It's all right, Pavel. Cybok will explain everything. Sulu! What are you doing? Flooding our new course. New course? You have no authority? What's going on here? Cybok and his crew enter the bridge. Power. I'm doing what I think is right. Got to listen to this, man. I force you. The decision must be yours. I don't understand. Each of us hides a secret pain. Share yours with me and gain strength from the sharing. Give me the pain. We focus on the Enterprise brig. Kirk is on Spock's shoulders, fiddling about in the ceiling. Ah. Uh, ah. Uh, ah. Uh, Useless. Ah. Uh, ha. Unwise. Kirk falls <laughs> off of Spock's shoulders, having received an electric shock. <laughs> He could have warned me. He did, Jim. <laughs> There's got to be a way out of this mess. This is a new brig, Captain. It is escape-proof. How, how do you know? The designers tested it using the most intelligent, resourceful person they could find. He failed to escape. Uh, this person? He didn't by any chance have pointed ears and an unearning capacity for getting his shipmates into trouble? Did he? He did have pointed ears. We focus on the Enterprise Bridge. Following new course, Warp 7. Estimating destination in 6.7 hours, present speed. Now that we're underway, 
It's time I announced my intentions to the rest of the ship. We focus on the Enterprise corridor. Cybok's announcement broadcasts through the Enterprise. Brave crew of the Enterprise, consider the question of existence. These are the questions which man has asked ever since he first gazed at the stars and dreamed. My Vulcan ancestors were ruled by their emotions. They felt with their hearts. They made love with their hearts. They believed with their hearts. And above all else, they believed in a place in which these questions of existence would be answered. Modern dogma tells us this place is a myth, a fantasy concocted by pagans. It is no fantasy. I tell you, it exists! My brothers, we have been chosen to undertake the greatest adventure of all time. The discovery of Shakari. We focus on the Enterprise Brig. Is it possible? Is what possible? That he's found Shakari, the reason Cybok left Vulcan. Her destination is the planet Shakari, which lies beyond the Great Barrier, at the center of the galaxy. The center of the galaxy. Yes, where Shakari is fabled to exist. But the center of the galaxy can't be reached. No ship has ever gone into the Great Barrier. No probe has ever returned. Cybox possesses the keenest intellect I have ever known. Spock, my only concern is getting the ship back. When that's done and Cybok is in here, you can debate Shikari until you're green in the face. Until then, you're either with me or you're not. I am here, Captain. That's a little vague, Spock. What's that noise? I believe it's a primitive form of communication known as Morse code. You're right. <laughs> I'm a little out of practice, but... That's an S. A T. Give me an A. N. D. End of word. State! New word. You guys hear a new word? B. That's an A. Uh, C. Break wall blows open. What are y'all standing around for? Don't you know a jailbreak when you see one? We focus on the Enterprise corridor. Cybok is walking with Sulu and a handful of his followers. Bond between these three is strong, difficult to penetrate. This will be quite a challenge. 
They spot the hole in the brig wall. We've got to find them. We focus on the Enterprise, lower decks. <sighs> we cannot trust anyone now. We can send a distress signal. Oh, Pickles, we'll never make it to the bridge! There is an emergency sending apparatus in the forward observation room. The only trouble is it's up there and we're down here. You might be able to reach it by means of tubo shaft number three, which is close for repairs. It is long and a dangerous climb. <laughs> Some of us get off on a long and dangerous climbs! Mr. Scott, get the transporter working. If we make contact with the rescue ship, we'll need it. Isa. Which way to the turbo shaft? Straight down that tunnel to the hydro vent. Turn right, then left to the blow screen. You can't miss it. Mr. Scott, you're amazing. Nothing amazing about it. I know this ship like I know the back of my hat. As Scotty turns and walks off in self-congratulation, he knocks himself out on a low-hanging beam. We focus on an Enterprise corridor. Cybox followers secure all levels. We focus on an Enterprise turboshaft. Kirk, Spock, and McCoy are at the bottom. They look up to the top. We'll get it this way. We'll get a good workout. You're a heart attack! McCoy and Kirk start climbing. Spock leaves the turboshaft without a word. We focus on the Enterprise lower decks. Sulu and his team come across an unconscious Scotty. Mr. Scott to the sickbay. We focus on the Enterprise turboshaft, deck 13. Kirk and McCoy are still climbing. McCoy is struggling. This is gonna take me forever! Kirk looks down at McCoy. Where's Spock? Spock appears. On his levitation boots. I believe I found a faster way. Spock holds his arms out and Kirk climbs onto his feet. Spock floats down to McCoy. Bones! Oh, you two go ahead! I'll wait for the next car! We're not splitting up. When McCoy climbs aboard, they begin to go down. It would appear that we are too heavy. Must be all those marshmallows. Sulu and some of Cybok's followers appear below. Spock, the booster rockets? If I activate them now, Captain, we'll be propelled at an unpredictable rate. Captain, please come back down. Fire the rockets! Ah! 
Hit the brakes! They stop just before smashing their heads at the top of the turbo shaft. I'm afraid I overshot the mark by one level. Nobody's perfect! We focus on the Enterprise forward observation room. McCoy hits a button and a table appears out of the floor. Spock. Emergency channel open, Captain. To anyone within the sound of my voice, this is Captain James T. Kirk of the Federation Starship Enterprise. If you read me, acknowledge. Acknowledge. Uh, Enterprise, uh, this is Starfleet Command. We, we read you over. A hostile force has taken control of our vessel and put us on a direct course to the Great Barrier. Our coordinates are 000 Mark II. Request emergency existence. Acknowledge. We focus on the Bird of Prey bridge. The Klingon female is seen pretending to be Starfleet Command. Understood, Enterprise. We are dispatching a rescue ship immediately. <laughs> Roger, Starfleet. Plot course! Zero, 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 mark two. But, Captain, that course will take us into the barrier as well? Where Kirk goes, we follow. We focus on the Enterprise forward observation room. Kirk, Spock, and McCoy are leaving. The door opens. And they come face to face with Cybok. I think your message was received. You can't expect us to stand by while you take this ship into the Great Barrier. What you fear is the unknown. The people of your planet once believed their world was flat. Columbus proved it was round. They said the sound barrier could never be broken. It was broken. They said warp speed could not be achieved. The Great Barrier is the ultimate expression of this universal fear. It is an extension of personal fear. Captain Kirk, I so much want your understanding. I want your respect. Are you afraid to hear me out? I'm afraid of nothing. Cybok turns to the men that came in with him. Wait outside. I'm sure you have many questions. Here, amidst the stars of our own galaxy, we shall seek the answers together. We focus on the Enterprise sickbay. Scotty comes too. Easy, Scotty. You're back with us. <sighs> you heard her. I had the strangest dream. I dreamt that a madman had taken over the Enterprise. Scotty, dear, he's not a madman. He's not? No, Cybok has put us in touch with feelings that we've always been afraid to express. Uhura begins to caress Mr. Scott. Oh, uh, I've got to get back to the transporter. 
No, no, Scotty. There's so much I want to tell you. Um, maybe if you can wait until a wee bit stronger. I don't think I could take it uh, in my present condition. Or yours. We focus on the Enterprise forward observation room. Shakari, the source. Heaven, Eden, call it what you will. The Klingons call it Kwitu. To the Romulans, it's Vortavor. The Andorian word is, is unpronounceable. Still, every culture in existence shares this common dream of a place from which creation sprang. For us, that place will soon be a reality. The only reality I see is that I'm a prisoner on my own ship. What is this? Power that you have to control the minds of my crew. I don't control minds. I free them. How? By making you face your pain and draw strength from it. Once that's done, fear cannot stop you. Give me the pain. McCoy stands up and Cybok comes close. Oh, old Doc McCoy doesn't know about book reading or how to eat in a fancy restaurant, but he sure as heck isn't dumb. It sounds like brainwashing to me. Pain is the deepest of all. What? I can feel it. Can't you? A vision appears behind McCoy. Oh, Leonard, what have you got yourself into? This is some kind of a trick! Leonard! An ailing old man on a bed has appeared. Pa! Oh my god, don't do this to me! Leonard! McCoy goes over to the old man. I'm here, Pa! The pain. Stop the pain. I've done everything I can do. You just gotta hang on. I can't stand the pain. Help me. All my knowledge and I can't save him. You've done all you can. The support system will keep him alive. You call this alive? Son, release me. I can't do that, Pa. But how? How can I watch him suffer like this? Doctor. I'm his son. McCoy takes a deep breath and turns off his father's life support. Why did you do it? To preserve his 
dignity. It wasn't the worst of it, was it? No. Was it? Share it. Not long after, they found a cure. A goddamn cure! If you hadn't killed him, he might have lived. No! I loved my father. I released him. Then you did what you thought was right. Yes! No! Yes? Release the pain. Release it. This pain has poisoned your soul for a long time. Now you've taken the first step. The other steps we'll take together. Cybok turns to Spock. Each man's pain is unique. I hide no pain. I know you better than that. Do you? Spock! Don't! It's all right, Captain. Proceed. What is this? I believe we are witnessing my birth. Kirk and Spock walk over to the new vision. A young, very pregnant Amanda is in the throes of childbirth. A Vulcan priestess hands a newborn Spock to Sarek. Sarek, your son. Sarek takes his son, but is unimpressed. So human. Spock and McCoy look shell-shocked. Spock. What have you done to my friends? I think this is who they are. Didn't you know that? No, I didn't. How learn something about yourself? No, I refuse. Jim, try to be open about this. About what? I've made the wrong choices in my life. That I turned left when I should have turned right. I know what my weaknesses are. I don't need Cybok to take me on a tour of them. If you just unbend and allow yourself to be brainwashed by this con man? I was wrong! This con man took away my pain! Damn it, Bones. You're a doctor. You know that pain and guilt can't be taken away with a wave of a magic wand. They're the things we carry with us. Things that make us who we are. If we lose them, lose ourselves. I want my pain taken away. I need my pain. Cyborg, this is the bridge. We're in approach of the Great Barrier. Captain, can I call you Commander? I'm afraid you'll have to remain here, Spock. Dr. McCoy, come with me. Spock doesn't move. Spock? I cannot go with you. Why not? I belong here. I don't understand. Cyborg... 
You are my brother, but you do not know me. I am not the outcast boy you left behind all those many years ago. Since that, I have found myself and my place. I know who I am, and I cannot go with you. I, uh, I guess you better count me out, too. I'll see you on the other side. Wait. You know we'll never make it through the Great Barrier. What if we do? Will that convince you that my vision was true? What vision? Given to me by God. He waits for us on the other side. You are mad. Am I? We'll see. We focus on the Enterprise Bridge. The ship approaches the Great Barrier. They say no ship can survive this. I say they're wrong. I say the danger is an illusion. We have no instrument readings. Is it there or isn't it? Mr. Sulu, pull ahead. Aye. Pull ahead. We focus. Uh, <laughs> we focus on the Enterprise forward observation room. The ship enters the barrier. The ship is shaking. Kirk, Spock, and McCoy watch from the window as they make it through. Is it possible? Fascinating. Are we dreaming? If we are, then life is a dream. The camera pans down to a plaque on the ship's wheel to boldly go where no man has gone before. We focus on the Enterprise Bridge. Instruments are back online! Incredible! There's a power source emanating from the planet like nothing I've ever seen! Shakari... Quito! Fort Avor. Eden! Kirk casually strolls onto the bridge. Spock and McCoy follow. About the ship. The ship needs its captain, Commander. No special conditions? Conditions. What makes you think I won't turn us around? Because you too must know. Well, if we're going to do it, we'll do it by the book. Mr. Chekhov, take the con. Mr. Sulu, standard orbital approach. Ahura, alert the shuttlecraft to stand by. Cybok, Spock, Dr. McCoy, come with me. The rest of you, remain on board. Until I determine what it is we're dealing with. Well, don't just stand there. God's a busy man. We focus on the shuttlecraft Copernicus. Spock is flying. 
Cybok, Kirk, and McCoy stand amazed at what they're seeing out of the view screen. I am no longer in control of the craft. When the shuttlecraft lands, Kirk prepares to take a phaser. Cybok places his hand on Kirk's shoulder and shakes his head no. All right, play it your way. We focus on the Shakari landing site. It is very pink and purple. The terrain looks a lot like a Gorn is going to pop out at any minute. It's amazing. The land. Just as I knew it would be. We focus on the Enterprise Bridge. Everyone is watching the away team on the view screen. Scotty, you've got to see this. I did not have the time. The captain told me we get this transport to work in, and I'm not about to let him down. Everyone on the bridge is transfixed by the sight on the view screen. They don't notice a warning about the Klingon ship on the tactical screen behind them. We focus on a Shakari crater. Cybok raises his hands and yells at the sky. We have traveled far! By starship! Enterprise, this is Kirk. We have a... Kirk doesn't know what to say. Spock approaches Cybok. Cybok. Perhaps? The ground begins to shake. The skies darken and great rock columns shoot from the ground, forming a temple. The four move into the temple, and a blue luminescence shoots from the ground and into space. A disembodied voice greets them. Red souls, welcome! 
Is this the voice of God? One voice, many faces. A floating head appears. Does this better suit your expectations? Did you say two? It is I! The journey you took to reach me could not have been an easy one. It was not. The barrier stood between us, but we breached it. Magnificent! You are the first to find me! We sought only your infinite wisdom. And how did you breach the barrier? With a starship. This starship could it carry my wisdom beyond the barrier? It could, yes. Then I shall make use of this starship. It will be your chariot. Excuse me. It will carry my power to every corner of creation. Excuse me. I'd like to ask a question. What does God need with a starship? Bring the ship closer. I said, what does God need with a starship? Jim, what are you doing? I'm asking a question, you buffoon. Who is this creature? Who am I? Don't you know? Aren't you God? He has his doubts. <laughs> you doubt me? I seek proof. Jim, you don't ask the Almighty for his ID! Then here is the proof you seek! Blue rays shoot from God's eyes, knocking Kirk backwards. <laughs> Why is God angry? Why? Why have you done this to my friend? He doubts me! You have not answered his question. What does God need with a starship? Blue light rays shoot from God's eyes again, knocking Spock backwards. Do you doubt me? I doubt any god who inflicts pain for his own pleasure! Stop! The god of Shakari would not do this! Shakari, a vision you created. An eternity I've been imprisoned in this place. The ship. I must have the ship. Now, give me what I want. Cybok, this is not the god of Shakari, or any other god. I don't understand. Reveal yourself to me.
An image of Cybok strides out of one of God's eyes. What's wrong? Don't you like this face? I have so many, but this one suits you best. No, no, it's not possible. Bring me the ship, or I will destroy you. Bring it closer, so I might join with it. Do it, or watch these puny beings die horribly. What have I done? Kirk to Enterprise. Listen carefully. Spock. Cyborg. This is my doing. This is my arrogance. My vanity. Cybox, we must find a way. No. Save yourselves. Forgive me, brother. Forgive me. Cybok and Spock touch hands. Cybok turns back to God. Couldn't help but notice your pain. My pain? It runs deep. Share it with me. Give me the pain! Cybok boldly enters the shaft and embraces his evil twin. Enterprise, are you ready? Firing position, torpedo armed. But Captain, we're firing directly on your position. Set it down, Mr. Chekhov. Now! Run! Go! The temple begins to fall. Cybok? Let's get out of here. We focus on the Enterprise Bridge. Sulu, I've lost them! The unheeded warning about the Klingon ship is still on the screen. We focus on the Copernicus. Spock. Get us out of here. Thrusters are inoperative. Mr. Scott? Scotty here, Captain! Please tell him the transporter is working. She's got partial power, sir. I might be able to take two of you. Beam up Spock and Dr. McCoy now. Do it. We focus on the Enterprise transporter room. Thank you, Mr. Scott. Bring up the captain. Aye, sir. Ah! 
Suddenly, the bird of prey fires, disabling the Enterprise transporters. Sparks fly out of the Copernicus transporters and Kirk flees onto the planet's surface. We focus on the Enterprise bridge. They have taken damage and most of the crew is on the floor. Spock and McCoy enter. What about Jim? We just can't leave him down there! Please get a grip on yourself, Doctor. Status report. The long captain wishes to name his terms, Mr. Spock. On screen. This is Captain Claw of the Klingon Empire. Do not attempt to raise shields or arm weapons or I will destroy you. You are alive for a single reason. The renegade, James T. Kirk. Hand him over and I will spare your lives. My transporter stands ready to beam him aboard. Captain Kirk is not among us. You lie! I am a Vulcan. I am incapable of lying. Captain Kirk is on the planet below. Then give me the coordinates. Spock walks over to Cord. General, I am in need of your assistance. My assistance? You are his superior officer. I'm a foolish old man. Damn you. Sir, you will try. We focus on the bird of prey in space. Leon Commander, someone wishes to speak with you. We focus on Shakari. On the planet, Kirk climbs to the highest peak while the malevolent being threatens him with more eye lasers. As Kirk reaches the summit, the bird of prey rises behind him. The ship fires at the disembodied head. The phaser takes aim on Kirk. So it's me you want, you Klingon bastards! What are you waiting for? Kirk disappears in a Klingon transporter beam. We focus on the Bird of Prey transporter room. Two Klingons take Kirk to the bridge. Release him! Kirk! My junior officer has something he wants to say to you! <sighs> I... apologize. The attack upon your vessel was not authorized by my government. And now... may I present our new gunner. The chair spins around.
Welcome aboard, Captain. I, I thought I was going to die. Not possible. You were never alone. Kirk embraces Spock. Please, Captain. Not in front of the Klingons. We focus on the Enterprise forward observation room. Cord downs a blue liquid in a champagne flute. He's not impressed. Aye, would you care for a wee nip of scotch whiskey? I never thought I'd be drinking with a Klingon. St. John Talbot and Catelyn Dar are talking together. What did you just get spying about? We are just thinking how far we've come in such a short space of time. We certainly have. Vixis, the Klingon female, enters, followed by Sulu and Chekhov. She has wonderful muscles! Kirk walks over to Spock and McCoy, who are off in their own little worlds. Cosmic thoughts, gentlemen? We were prospecting, I mean speculating! Is God really out there? Maybe he's not out there, Bones. Maybe he's right here. In the human heart. Spock? I was thinking of Cybok. I have lost a brother. Yes. I lost a brother once. But I was lucky. I got him back. I thought you said men like us don't have families. I was wrong. We focus on the Yosemite campsite. The men are back on shore leave. Spock is plucking away on his loot. Are you gonna pluck that thing or are you gonna play something? Gently down the stream. Row, 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 row your boat gently down the stream. Merrily, 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 life is but a dream. Merrily, 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 life is but a dream.